Welcome to this week's end of day's update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We finally made it through the deep freeze. I hope wherever you are, it's warmed up a little bit too. I'm ready for some spring warm weather. Hey, if you're anywhere near Columbia, South Carolina this weekend, we'll be at Living Water Outreach Church Saturday and Sunday. We'll have a great time getting into end times and how close we are to the coming of the Lord. So we're coming to you each week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, specifically you know, you have all these 50 some odd radical flawless signs of the second coming and the rapture signless. So we look at what happens pretty much right after the rapture. And man, you're watching the setup for that right now. Pretty intriguing that it's so blatant uh, right in front of our eyes. So let's pick up with what's happened around Israel. I'll try to get into all of it because I even forgot some from last week because there's so much uh, involved with Iran and with Turkey and with Syria and Hezbollah, the northern part of Israel, you've got the Golan Heights, but then you have Hezbollah in Lebanon. And all these groups are gearing up to attack Israel and verbally saying it and publicly saying it and don't even mind to keep it quiet. That's what's so bizarre is that when nations uh, mouth off like that. I was kind of blessed this week to see Germany, France, and the UK come against Iran a little bit, and we'll get into that. So the first thing that's happened so far is Iran once again mouthing off about we, we're going to enrich uranium to 60 there's no way you're going to stop us. The Biden administration's come in trying to go back onto the old nuclear deal that was in place in the past. Uh, so everyone's freaked out about that because Iranian, the Iranians broke those, those packs uh, on a weekly basis, it seems like. So why in the world would you go back to that? To the point that even Benjamin Netanyahu and his whole staff met uh, yesterday about literally trying to see if that pack would work, and it won't work. That nuclear deal is completely flawed because Iran doesn't stick to it. Now, this this is uh, something that I didn't get into last week. Russia came to Iran's aid last week, inviting them to join this Euro-Asian Economic Union, basically bypassing sanctions. Now, the reason why Iran has to have sanctions on it because they publicly say they're going to annihilate Israel. And even two weeks ago, they said, well, we're going to take Tel Aviv off the map with one shot. So in the midst of that, remember, they were hauling missiles down from Iran into Syria, and Israel uh, struck those missiles coming into Damascus. And I didn't get into it last week, but man, what's really going to happen? We're all going to wake up one day, and Damascus is going to be removed from being a city. That's Isaiah 17.1. I'm going to speculate a little bit. Israel's probably going to take out a cache of weapons, and there's going to be a massive weaponry involved. And it's going <laughs> to, the Bible says, Damascus will be no more. So uh, I think one day we're going to wake up and going to see that because you see Iran over and over and over again pushing uh, to, to enrich uranium. They kicked out the International Atomic Energy Agency again and said they had to stop. They had some impromptu, uh, basically impromptu inspections they've been doing. Iran said no longer for that. Well, why is that? Because they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. So intriguing to see the blatantness of them thumbing up their nose at the rest of the world. In the midst of that, North Korea has come to the aid of Iran by saying, don't worry, we'll help you with money, we'll uh, unfreeze your assets here. So you got all these nations coming to the defense of Iran with Iran publicly saying they're going to annihilate Israel. Even mouthed off about America, calling America Zionist clowns. They, well, they called Israel the rabid dog that must be removed from the Middle East. So in the middle of that, you've got the nations that are going to attack Israel in the Ezekiel 38 war doing stuff that's really provocative. I mean, you have Turkey every single week does something that's basically showing their true colors, which is crazy. Their, their doctrine is they believe if they start a war with Israel, it'll bring in their Messiah. So you had uh, Turkish warships off the coast of Greece. Greece had to scramble F-16s to 
intercept those. You have a big uh, naval drill in the GNC that Turkey's doing. So each week Turkey does something that basically is blatant uh, uh, against Israel and against basically a setup that's going to attack Israel. You had rockets fired from, this was even crazier, from Iran into Iraq at our U.S. Embassy there. I'm really surprised we haven't retaliated. That happened last week and again this week. Uh, it's it's basically we're going to have to show some force to shut people down. You had Israel intercept a boat that was off the uh, Gaza. Looked like they were bringing some uh, load of ammunitions into the, the the Gaza Strip area. Israel took that out with their navy. Man, Israel is doing some cool stuff with their drones too, because the technology that's here to to basically protect Israel is amazing. You got brand new Patriot missile uh, engines. You got GPS. You got drones that were run without GPS for the first time ever. Now, this is the first time ever of any nation on the whole planet that's guiding their drones without GPS. So Israel has some really radical stuff up their sleeves. Why are they having to do that? Because these nations verbally and publicly saying they're going to annihilate Israel. Why is that a big deal? Because you can see that the rapture being signless, the number one thing that happens just after that is the Ezekiel 38 war. And you see all the players for that coming on the scene right now. So it is so wild. I watch these guys on TV. I watch these college professors saying, well, now all these signs have happened. You've had rumors of wars. Every hundred years you have all this. No, these are specific things that are happening that the Bible said would happen just before the coming of the Lord. Specifically, the 50 we talk about, about the second coming. They're blatant. They're inarguable. They're flawless. It's so crazy. God's so good to us to show us what it would look like. Why? So we'll accelerate. I heard one famous minister say the other day, well, you don't mean to be preaching on end times. Oh, really? You don't, You shouldn't be excited about Jesus coming back? Well, the whole reason we get into all this is because He loves you so much. He wants you expectant. He wants you hopeful. He wants you strengthened. Why? You see the finish line, you run faster, not slower. So, so much more is happening all over the world that points to His return. But let's go through the, the signs in the Bible because the Bible is flawless about this. Absolutely flawless. And if I got into all the stuff I've been looking at, how there's people attacking the groups over the Bible, you have the Pope doing a prayer meeting called Chrislam, where Abraham's from, Earl the Chaldees. It's almost this whole subversive setup for the Antichrist right in front of our eyes. So we always go to the scripture. Number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. Jesus said the generation that sees those two events will not pass away till all is fulfilled. I hear people go, I'm not comfortable with that. It doesn't matter. Uh, people go, I don't like that. It don't matter, man. Tag, you're it. So then you have the Hebrew language restored. You have the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You've got the fertility of the land of Israel. you got the revival of the Roman Empire. You have fish showing up in the Dead Sea. You had the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had 172 different species of predatory birds that showed up in the land. I mean, you got the cleanup crew there right after the Ezekiel 38 war. God calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up. In the Battle of Armageddon, he calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up again. So you got the cleanup crew there right now. So all of these things are flawless. I mean, the exact signs. Uh, it's so nice of the Lord to put more verses in the Bible for what it would look like just before he returns as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm telling you, this second coming, first time he came in humility, this second coming, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In fact, it's so violent, there's no more mountains. The mountains break in pieces at the entrance of the king. So cool. So you have all these signs, and then you got signals. You have the blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. Pretty radical to have four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles. When's the last, NASA calls it a tetrad. When's the last time you had that four in a row? 
uh, actually it was 1967 when Jerusalem was won back, and then 1948 when Israel was made a nation, and 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So flawless heavenly signs in, connected with things happening with Israel in the last hundred years. So amazing. And then you have, uh, after that, you have the Bethlehem Star. That's pretty blatant. You have the first time in 2,000 years, the first time you had Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus come together. This last year, you had the exact same thing. At the, the birth of Jesus, the constellation was Virgo. This last year, the constellation was Leo because he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So you got many more signals that I don't have time to get into. But let me just tell you, what do we do as Christians? We help our local church, help our local pastor uh, get more done in a short period of time. We're finishing off the book of Acts and Jesus. Jesus' style. What is his style? Mercy, kindness, compassion, power, miracles, everything about Jesus to show people the Father. That's our destiny and our duty just before he returns. So there should be an unction in every believer uh, to be a voice and a witness that the King's coming back. And I hear people say, well, we shouldn't talk about that. That's fulfilling scripture right there because the Bible said there'd be scoffers mocking just before the coming of the Lord. So you don't want to be in that group. So with all this information, it's to accelerate. So let's accelerate like a two-minute warning, like a one-minute warning because the king's coming back. We'll come back this next week and we'll look at what's happened around Israel. All the stuff about the Temple Mount's really getting ready to come forward. Uh, the Jordanians are frustrated with the archaeological digs when Israel's just trying to prop up certain things. So everything's going to revolve around that little piece of real estate called Jerusalem. Remember, if you live, live uh, west of Jerusalem, you read left to right. If you live east of Jerusalem, you read right to left. Everything revolves around where Jesus is going to reign forever and ever. Remember, the world's not ever coming to an end. Jesus is going to come back and stop war. The earth's going to be renovated. Then God's going to get a U-Haul and move heaven down to earth. So the earth's never coming to an end. Uh, some changes are coming, though. The king's coming back. Have a blessed, awesome week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.